0: Welcome to another episode of Buddy Movies, the place where buddies talk about movies. I am your co host, Anthony Watkins.
1: And I am your co host, Mark Young. All right. So, this welcome is, to another episode. This is
0: episode 71. We're at 71 yep. now.
1: <sighs> Marching towards 75 and then right, right on to 100. We're going to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited. I mean, we yep, don't yep. have. We don't have a full plan about what we're doing as far as um, movies, but we have a good enough plan. I'm excited about the Christmas part, honestly, because we're going to be doing stuff throughout Christmas this time. And I'm looking forward to doing Christmas movies and Christmas specials because I've always really enjoyed those films. Um, So, yeah, we'll see what happens there. I can't believe it's November already.
0: Right. Just crossed November. <clears throat> Halloween's over. Now it's yeah, you're gonna see Christmas stuff over, which do we I forget if we'd actually discuss this. I'm very much a start Christmas after Thanksgiving person, so I can't stand watching Christmas stores go up in all Christmas lights and stuff. I can't stand it.
1: I'm I'm all for time. Christmas right away. I love Christmas oh. being put up in September. Oh I, wow. Yeah, I I don't mind it at all. I was shocked to see I was going for Halloween candy to the store and Christmas stuff was already up. I went to the seasonal aisle to pick up yep. Halloween candy for Halloween. It was two days before Halloween and mm-hmm. it, the aisle was just full of Christmas candy already. And all the Halloween candy was in a different section, <laughs> like getting cleared out. Hey, get out of here. <laughs> so yeah. I was shocked by that, but hey, um, whatever. I love, I love Christmas. I, I mean, I don't want to rush through the holidays though. Yeah. But I do love the decorations for Christmas. You know, I do love the decor and the feeling that Christmas brings on more than any other holiday. But I do think it's important to, because there's like this big tradition with Christmas, especially within the Christian faith. um, As far as like, we start with Thanksgiving and that really kicks off our holiday season. even all saints day, if you're Catholic, really starts off the holiday season there you know like we kind of ignore it but it's it takes you through this whole process of november you know reflecting on what your faith is um being thankful starting off the season being thankful and then going through you know the four weeks between thanksgiving and christmas of just reflecting on you know the good things of life and your family and things like that and i just like I just really enjoy um, all the festivities that go along with that. So, I mean, I don't want to rush through it, but But I I enjoy going through it. And we're trying to keep Thanksgiving really small this year. Mm. In past years, we've gone to like her brother's and it just ends up being tons of people, which is a lot of fun. But we're trying to make Thanksgiving like our holiday where it's like just our family, just the five of us. Maybe a couple other people, um, and we're just, uh, you know, focusing on more of a smaller element. So, I'm really excited right. about Thanksgiving this year. My okay. wife works on Thanksgiving this year, so we'll be doing a dinner instead of a, a, like, lunch. We used to do, like, 2 o'clock, but we'll be doing 5 o'clock dinner, probably. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah oh, I'm, I'm
0: going out to uh, to Laura's family out in Rolla, Missouri for Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. So yeah, I'm going out to uh, Laura's parents for Thanksgiving. We're going to do Thanksgiving out there uh, this year and then Christmas at my parents. So we'll be leaving here in about two weeks for that and uh, we'll be out there for about a week and a half actually because we're also going to Branson. Um, she has some things, some meetings some friends in Branson so uh, we'll go to Branson as well. Uh, that's where the other site and sound theater is and Uh, I'll be seeing a show out there, so it'll be a yeah, it'll be a good trip. We'll be driving
1: out. Is it a sight and sound show?
0: Yes, it's it's their Christmas show, Miracle Christmas. So Mm. it's like a their it's their '90s smaller scale show that they do every other year. So, but
1: uh, are they not doing it up here this year?
0: No, because this year is a brand new show. It's David. Every time they do a brand new show, they run it up through the entire year. Then every year Mm. they do a returning show, which is next year. Then they do it. That year. So next year is. Moses, okay, so which,
1: they do the Christmas show, kind of alternating every other year at uh, the two places. Correct. Yep. Yeah. That's cool. So,
0: but yeah, and we bought a we. I can't announce this. We bought a Subaru Crosstrek. Uh, so it's it's a used vehicle, but but we uh, we got that, so we're excited about that. It'll be much better as a lot less miles than my TARS had. My TARS had two hundred forty five thousand miles. Oh away, wow! So a lot of miles. This one has ninety two thousand, so uh, it should be good for a while. And uh, yeah, but uh, other than that, yeah, we're looking forward to spending time with her family and whatnot.
1: Yeah, sounds good. Oh, you—I kn- wanted. Oh, you know what? I meant to oh. make a correction What's weeks that? ago. Weeks ago, on the very first episode that we recorded this season. Um, I talked about one of your sisters talking to me at your wedding right. and it was, the, I, it was the wrong sister that I said. Oh, you said it was Ellen. Probably. I said, you yeah, you? you said Ellen. And I was like, yeah, I think so. And She's it was fan. Bethann.
0: Bethann. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. So I wanted to make that correction so that Bethann okay. knows that I know go. who she is. And <laughs> <Yep. laughs> no, we didn't, yep. <laughs> didn't no mess that up completely. Um, yep. And then what else? Oh, and I just want to apologize to our listeners because Mike, well, I don't want to apologize for my kids being sick, but <laughs> I want to apologize yeah, for good. the delays it's caused in the show because, like, literally, I just got the episode for this week up last night, and that's three days late. And I mean, the kids literally just slept through the night for their first night last night, so it's it's just been crazy. They got RSV, which I don't know. If you know what that is, but it's I never even a virus of yeah i I hadn't heard of it either, but apparently it's fairly common this year, and it's going around, and so they're gonna have coughs and for like ten weeks, they said, so yeah, oh, so we got man. like seven more weeks with these coughs, and um but <clears throat> they're past the worst of it they're playing happily again and not getting good. huge doses of medicine every day That's uh, good. And their fevers are gone so that's good mm-hmm. they're able to go to church last night and play with other kids and not contagious anymore but yeah it's just been that's good crazy like couple of weeks here where i was just struggling to have any time to edit because i was yeah. literally from tuesday until tuesday night so like seven eight nights in a row i was literally sleeping on the couch propping one of one if not two of my kids up so that they were not laying down choking on their own like oh. snot and stuff so yeah it was oh. just crazy crazy levels of sickness and i was not getting much sleep i bet it. hey yeah. it's all it's all good <laughs> oh better days hey, to you habit, gotta do. Boy.
0: Yeah, and you yeah. said you said your daughter was in the ER at one point, right?
1: Yeah, we actually last Thursday went to the ER. Um, you yeah, know, we, we were going to record that night, and That's right. I said not tonight, and yeah. we ended up not recording that week at all. Because we still had an episode well, in the bank, and
0: that was that was the same night. I worked a fifteen hour day, so what, it didn't work for me. I was actually the first one that called off. I was like, I can't. I'm going to be working until. I ended up working until two a.m. that day.
1: So yeah, but it did Yeah, and then she threw up twice that night, and then mm. was just having such trouble breathing that, and her like toes were starting to turn kind of bluish. So we mm. called the ambulance, and they came and got her hooked up to some oxygen, and I rode to the hospital with her and was there for a few hours and they said it was they were seeing a lot of kids with this RSV thing and that's when she yeah. got the official diagnosis you know cuz mm-hmm. we were just treating it as like a kind of a flu cold thing um right. we have home tests for covid and we'd done tests for that but they were negative so and there the hospital it was negative for covid as well so yeah it's just this RSV which is another virus Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's so we we're through the rough part of it and yeah. moving on to better days. <coughs> nice. Sorry, my son pulled out my the office balloons that I did for your bachelor party. Like I yeah. have a huge bag of them, so my son has been playing with a bunch of them. So I have oh, a pile of them on my desk here. That's awesome. Money <laughs> well
0: spent. Oh, that was that was that was fun. Walking in there and seeing yeah. all those office all those balloons. Mm. That was that was a yeah. great great
1: weekend. I walked uh, our youth pastor at our church as a, a sign on his door from the office. So I knew okay. he was a fan. So yeah. I hadn't really gotten a chance to talk to him yet. But the other day I walked into church and I just handed him one of the balloons and he goes, what's, the, Oh my gosh. You know, he was like, where did you get this? You know, cause it said Dunder yep. Mifflin on it or something. He was like, he was like, I am a fan. It is bad. It is way, way bad. It is, it is too much. I watch it too much.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I it's was just like, a great sweet, somebody show, else. You know? Yeah. It's just a great comfort show. And you know,
1: Yeah, It is. So where do we want to start with articles? We have three this week.
0: Yeah. Um, Let's do the, I have the Dusty Baker one listed first. We can do that one first.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This was an interesting one that I thought because we just talked about um, baseball and (coughs) Moneyball. And the World Series is going on right now. (coughs) I forget where they're at. Um, Last I checked, each team had won one.
0: Yeah, each, now each team has won two. Now, uh, okay, they're playing. So they're tied two to two. They're playing one more game tonight in Philly. Then they're going back to Houston for at least one more game, maybe two if it goes all seven games. But the Astros okay. no hit, no hit the Phillies last night. That was oh, wow. That yeah, the only second time ever since like 1956 was the last time the no hitter. It was a combined no hitter, but still no hitter. Uh, only the mm-hmm. second time since one time since nine first time since 1956 that has ever happened. So it was, they always had scored seven. They won seven, nothing the previous night. So yeah, it, it's a good, it's a good series.
1: Yeah. So the article I have is from USA today and it says with no black players in the world series, Astros manager, dusty Baker is ashamed of the game. Um, so I'll just uh, read the first couple Yeah. things here. Cause I just find it interesting that there's no black players and the uh, the manager i thought it was the coach at first but it's not it's one of the managers who's complaining about it and to me it's like he has from what we just learned from moneyball he has some culpability in this (laughs) um but but we'll see um so anyways let me just read a little bit here it says houston dusty baker Here's it all tilts his head back and sighs in disbelief. Come on. Do people actually believe that he needs to win a World Series to get into Hall of Fame? Really? The man has led a record five teams to 12 postseason bursts, three World Series appearances, and has won more games than all but eight managers in history. The Houston Astros do not need to win the World Series title over the Philadelphia Phillies um, for him to be inducted into Cooperstown. But that's not the main part of the story. Um, yeah, if you he plans to, to score, manage yeah. them for another year. He has bigger, better things on his mind. Um, he'd be, I'll be the only third, only the third black manager to win the World Series. But let me see. Yeah, scroll right, right below talking, his picture. I was right below his picture. Okay. Yep. This is the first World Series since nineteen fifty. There will not be a single u s born black player on the field, so that to me seems very specific when it says u s born black player
0: yes, yes u uh, s <laughs> born black player, and the fact that it kind of misleads you into thinking, okay, everyone on the field is white white born american
1: that's not yeah the case. that's what th- it, um, it does. Because I Absolutely. looked up the roster and yeah. like none of we the names Dominic- even sounded no, like no. they were white guys. You've
0: got Dominican players. You've got Venezue- Venezuelan players. You have player. You have players from all different, th- several different countries. They are not all. At least the believe these are just all white, born Americans. All white guys playing. That's not the case. Far from it. Actually,
1: uh. yeah. He says, nah, don't tell me that. That's terrible state of the game. Wow, terrible. I'm ashamed of the game." Quote me, I am ashamed of the game. Baker was publicly asked about it a day later in a press conference Thursday and was diplomatic but was still perturbed. And it's just one of those things, and we've talked about this before, Yeah. where I just feel like, and granted, I recognize that I am a white guy talking about right. this, Yes. You know, we're both white guys. And yes, it's the I fact know. that I just feel like it's, they're making it sound as if, like you said, the game is dominated by white guys this time, or that it's like, 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 as if baseball isn't a meritocracy. You know what I mean? It's not like the best players on their teams. What got the spots you know they put yeah. together the best team they could do and then the teams who could play the best and got the highest scores yeah or won the most games won right it's not like someone conspired to get rid of all the black no, players no, no it's, a, it's so i just i don't know why player. we're making this a thing i don't know why no. he's talking about it i mean yeah He's a black man, and I can understand it being disappointing that, hey, the team you're leading to, the World Series, doesn't have anybody exactly like you on it. But still, you're leading – you're the – you're you're making history yourself yeah. here.
0: Yeah, yeah. And he's been on – he's managed, you know, for, I think, what, 20 years? He's been – he's managed many, many teams that have had black players on, and this just happens to be the one team, you know, uh, he's, he's managed uh, that does not have – currently have any have any uh you know actually u.s born black players here on
1: it and that's the key thing u.s born black players u.s born so they're not african-american but they're i i would assume some of the dominican guys might perhaps be black dominican yeah maybe I mean, maybe, maybe looked, not like yeah uh, i couldn't get any th- Pictures of the team all i got were like a list of names and you can't really tell much from that
0: yeah and like i said jose altuve the second baseman for the astros he's he's a dominican i believe is it dominican or venezuelan uh he's he's dominican i believe and then gene segura he's venezuelan so i mean it's it's yeah like i said it's, it's all in it's it's just, it's all very frustrating to me um just to see this keep keep Getting pointed out as if this is a, like you said a big conspiracy. It's not. It's not at all.
1: Yeah, I just I can't even. I, 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 I kind of want to see if I can find a picture of the team. Uh,
0: okay. Sigur, yeah, Segura is Dominican. Uh, Altuve is Venezuelan. So I mean, yeah, I don't have their entire roster out, but yeah, they are. I mean, their left
1: players. fielder. Their left fielder is a black man.
0: But as a US You're born. An
1: Alver- Alvarez? <laughs> no, he's probably not US born.
0: So why does he have to be specifically US born?
1: <laughs> yeah, I question. don't get it. Like, he's black. Well, one of their catchers, Martin Modernado, is okay. Not maybe not black, but very dark skinned. You know, like I, I it's I'm just disappointed that we have to yeah. make it seem like, yeah, Hector you're, you're Maris, Alvarez,
0: Alvarez, is Rafael
1: cute. Montero, like these guys. Like, it's not that none of them. It's not that they don't have black players on their team. They're yeah. from this guy's from the Dominican Republic. You know, he's this guy is. Let me see. Like
0: if you want to call out racism, I feel like picking trying to just pick players based on their on their skin color to get into the game, that that's kind of racist right right there. I mean, like you said, this should be based on on their <coughs> athletic ability. That's kind of the whole point, is it not? I mean, this is major league baseball. Um,
1: um Yeah, and just look at this team. These guys are not I'm gonna have to keep these pictures for showing on the video, but yeah, it's not like they're a bunch of white guys. These guys are no, no, dark-skinned black men who are just happen to not be U.S. born. And he's making this big to-do about it as if they have whitewashed the sport. And I just feel like not that's n- that's just like an unfair assessment. And, I, and that's why I wanted to bring this topic up because you know baseball better than I do. Yeah, And I wasn't sure if that's what was happening, if it was yeah, actually.
0: No, not at all. Uh, baseball of all the sports, ba- baseball is probably, the, I'm trying to think, probably the most, most white of the sports, even though there's a lot of non-white players in it. I don't know the exact percentage, but there are more mm-hmm. and more non-white players in baseball. Uh, basketball, NBA, as you know, is mostly black. I don't know yeah. again the percentage, but, uh, yeah, you're hard pressed to find a, a white NBA players. Um, yeah. It just it kind no complains closed. about that no no one complains no not one
1: H- hockey might be a little bit more white than yes hockey I think I don't <laughs> watch baseball. a lot of
0: hockey but yeah hockey is definitely more more white um but and football honestly football's like like, like this football started out pretty white but recent years over the past decade or two decades it's mostly honestly uh
1: mostly I feel like it's 50 50, 50 if not yeah. mostly black yeah yeah
0: so, yeah, it's just another thing blown out of proportion that's not even accurate, and it's just... Uh,
1: and that's what I feel like keeps happening with the news. I yeah. just feel like there's... Actually, that's another story I was thinking. it was It's more political, which is why I didn't do it, but they were talking about how... What was it? It was talking about the GOP's reaction to Paul Pelosi's... The attack on Paul Pelosi. Yes. Because if you heard last Friday, he was attacked mm-hmm. in his home, and they were making it sound as if... All the Republican, none of them were saying anything about it, except they were. Like the day he was attacked, there were tons of them going, "Oh my gosh, our hearts go out to Nancy Pelosi." You know, uh, I, I hope everything's okay. You know, hope he makes a speedy recovery. I'm glad we caught the guy. You know, like yeah. Mitch McConnell, all the all the major people were saying this. They all put out statements like that, and then. A lot, and then the whole situation gets politicized, so that people say things back and forth, and things get shot back and forth. And, and I right. just feel like we keep, like I feel like that's what keeps happening in a lot of news stories. Is they, I feel like they're trying to divide us from each other and and make it seem like we're all against each other when, in reality, yeah. we have more in common than mm-hmm. we want to admit. You know, because the media, and I just wish
0: have, they love to sensationalize. They love to get a story. If they're not getting Mm -hmm. the story, they're not doing their job, (laughs) you know? And I just just wish,
1: yeah, I just wish we could all be a little bit more critical and, and stop and go, okay, the story is saying this, but is this even true? And, and look into it. So, I mean, yeah, that attack on Paul Pelosi, horrific, scary, terrible, terrible stuff should not happen. No one should have to be attacked, let alone someone for their political beliefs. And I, you know, we wish him a speedy recovery.
0: Yeah.
1: Because that should go without saying. (coughs) Right. Um, But yeah. So if we're done with that topic. Yeah. Should we move on to James Cameron?
0: Yes. Speaking of which, new Avatar trailer dropped this
1: week. Who's. who's Yeah, I know. We we had a lot to say about that. I wish we had recorded it.
0: Right, we argued for about almost a whole whole afternoon. It felt like after that, I tra- texted Mark the trailer, and uh, just like this movie. You know, I this think movie. I
1: got on because I have a second phone that, like, um, I do a lot of pictures with, okay, and, and games and apps. So it, it still is connected to my messenger. So I went to that, and it, had, and it said like forty seven unread messages, and it was just you you, you and me our exchange okay. back and forth. Yeah. But I was like, holy crap, 47 messages just uh, talking about this. Mm-hmm. And I was going back to find these articles for the show. And I had to scroll through all of that tonight to find oh, these articles because we had sent them to each other before that. So, yeah. it was like, oh my gosh, we talked forever mm-hmm. arguing about Avatar. But it's yeah, this is your article. So, uh, yes. do you have it up there?
0: Yeah, I have it. So... Uh, it's, it's titled James Cameron criticizes Marvel and DC characters, quote, they all act like they're in college and don't really don't have relationships. Uh, let me skip through some of the beginning here. Um, when he says, when I look at these big spectacular films, I'm looking at you, Marvel and DC, it doesn't matter how old the characters are. They all act like they're in college. They have relationships, but they really don't. They never hang up their spurs because of their kids. The things that really ground us and give us power, love, and purpose, those characters don't experience it. And I think that's not the way to make movies.
1: Which, if that was true, I would agree with him. Yeah. The problem is, that's not true. It's not, it's not, like that's. The whole thing about like, okay, Superman for for example, the whole thing about that man is his relationships because you have a literal godlike invincible figure. Nothing can kill or hurt this man. You know, like he's, eaten. the thing that is threat a threat are the people he loves. Mm-hmm. So you have his family, his wife, his mother or girlfriend, you know, Lois Lane, whatever right. she is at the time. You have her getting threatened. You have his mother getting threatened. Those are the things that make him vulnerable, is the people he loves. So clearly, he deals with the ramifications of that. Second of all, you have Marvel, which, okay, so yeah, they're adding more on the kids section into it now, but their relationships are a huge part of what causes characters their development and for them to make the choices that they make and the good and bad choices that they make. You know, so like even a Hawkeye, for example, has a complete family, a wife, and I think it was like three or four kids mm-hmm. and he's like the core of the team. He is like the thing, the thing that holds that team together essentially. So it's like this weird thing about like it just shows to me, it just shows James Cameron's ignorance that he hasn't seen these films. Really. He just wants to say, Oh, my film's better. I have, we're dealing with relationships and the real consequences. And how do you struggle and make these sacrifices?
0: Yeah. And he probably (sighs) sees sees Marvel as a lot of uh, like using the cookie cutter method, you know, something we talked about before and just not being, you know, real movies. And he's probably seen, he may have seen, you know, S- the Spider-Man, you know, No Way Home- or Far from Home, and Homecoming. Mm-hmm. You know, those movies that are more geared to the college days, college era. You know, Tom, uh, Spider-Man, and seeing that and being like, okay, these are just these are just kids' movies, type of thing. And so, mm-hmm. to a certain extent, I see his point, but I definitely don't think he has. He has seen all Marvel movies because a, um, I feel like these days it's hard to have seen every single Marvel movie. Well, I guess shows more shows than movies. Movies, uh, you know, I've seen pretty much every Marvel movie. But there's only there's, one there's I haven't seen right now. There's a there's a lot and they're constantly <laughs> constantly going. There there's they're coming out every single year, multiple times a year. And then shows are coming Four out. Every year. Yeah. And the shows are coming out what seems like constantly. And so it just it's yeah. So he just think I'm sure he thinks that this is the cinema stage is flooded with with these and and he's ready to bring something different to the table, uh, but yeah, I think he's a little, he's a little off on that. There, there, there's more there, there's more to it than I think he he realizes. I don't think he has seen a, a fair share of Marvel movies, and I'm someone who's you know one of the biggest James Cameron fans fans around. So as you know,
1: but, yes. But. There's also another line that he says in this article here where it says uh, we're talking about um, – another. They, they say another way not to make movies is, is to make underwater scenes. Cameron shot a majority of Avatar The Way of Water in large water tanks, and his cast had to train to hold their breaths for minutes on end so like Cameron it, like could it. film longer, it longer takes it. underwater. Yeah. When asked what's gained from shooting in actual water, he, as opposed to the more CGI approach taken in films like Aquaman and Little Mermaid, Cameron answered, Oh, I don't know. Maybe that it looks good.
0: <laughs> I loved that response. Bam. <laughs> it.
1: Oh, I mean, <coughs> jump, yes, yeah. but also no. <laughs> and this is where you and I disagree. Like, I yes. don't think it looks that much better than it was worth the amount of work and extra money to make it. That's my thing is I don't feel like it's that, like, I don't think the cost, I don't think the return on investment is there for yeah. it. That's, it is that's I- my argument.
0: This is what I love about Cameron, though, is that he's a pioneer. You know, he pioneered the 3D visual effects for Avatar. And then with this underwater performance capture, he pioneered a whole, a whole another technology for this movie. So he's doing things different. He's not just, uh, okay, I need underwater scenes. Okay, let's bring in, you know, let's, let's do this CGI the way it's always been done. And we'll just go with that. It's it's cheaper. It's easier to do. It's more time efficient. We'll just do it that way. He's trying to do something new. And I really appreciate that because...
1: Yeah, I I can appreciate trying to do something new. But my thing is, what's he actually pioneering? He he pioneered the 3D thing. And how many other movies have used that?
0: Well, post-Avatar, they made it years following Avatar. A bunch did. But then, as you know, 3D kind of faded away like the late 2000 I want to say 2013 2014 you started seeing them fade away
1: so he kind of um, pioneered a change that didn't stick well it didn't stick to
0: directors that want to go to the extent that he did so I, th- I think the thing is he did he did it to such a craftsmanship level and this is something that anyone in the I've read lots of actors' stories about working on set with him. He's such a perfectionist that other directors that probably attempt to do it the way he does don't do it to the level that he, the level of determination and the, you know, to his Mm -hmm. extent. And so I think that's, that was part of, that's part of the issue that you saw films try to do 3D, but if you, um, and again, I, this is someone, I didn't actually see the first Avatar in theaters, but I heard the 3D for it was incredible. And films after that they try to use his technology but they 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 didn't do it to the same level of of craftsmanship that he put in to avatar and so it just it didn't look as it just didn't look as good and so i think that is just part of the issue
1: but can you think uh, of another because i can't think of another film that trying to even use the 3d and that's my thing is like i just feel like it's not it's it's, that that's my whole argument with this whole avatar pioneering like is it gonna make is it gonna be that big of a deal i I feel like it's kind of like oh okay it's something new Eh." like i don't feel like it's that impressive like i mean it is impressive but to what end like to be basically it to me it seems like it's all done just for his hubris and bragging rights it's all for him to be like, yeah, I'm the best. Yeah. I made this thing. I'm ha, ha 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 Yeah. And that's not really like, okay, that's cool, but your story sucks. And that's I, my thing about avatars. I honestly believe the story is just such a rehash. It's not memorable. It's not original that it's like, I don't care that you gave me some cool graphics. I don't care about your characters. I don't care about the story you've created.
0: Yeah, see, see that. Yeah, that's kind of where we differ. So, I don't, I don't think it's completely forgettable. Yes, the writing is not, you know, it's not Citizen Kane, it's not, you know, uh, Casablanca or Gone with the Wind. But it's at the mm. same time, I think that it, I think it is blown out of proportion that people th- say it's god awful, is terrible. It's not terrible. It's just not. The writing isn't up to par with the incredible visual effects. And that, that, to be honest, that's a kind of a tough order because of how good the visual effects are in it.
1: Um, I mean, but the thing is, it doesn't even. I'm not. It's not even talking about the writing. It's just talking about the quality of the story. Because he did Titanic. That's a memorable story. He did Terminator Two. It's a memorable story. Right. You look back and you think about those things. But all the best story elements of Avatar are literally stolen from other movies. It's literally a white savior native american story <laughs> that we've seen in lots of other movies. It's that simple.
0: But it just I don't know, I still I, I still like it. I just I I'm, and with these movies, like I said, there's going to be what four four sequels. I don't know if I see. I don't know if I see all of them doing. I well, think but- there's
1: going to be one more sequel. I think they will get three, and that's it, because they're filming three almost in tandem with two. Yeah. I don't think it's going to go beyond three. You don't think so? I don't I think so. I,
0: I guess we'll find out. We'll see how well, well see how well the first one first one should do should do very well. The mm-hmm. one after that, I don't I don't know as much, but. I uh yeah, I'm ex- I saw that I don't know. I saw that trailer and I was so excited. Oh, I watched it probably three or four times. <laughs> uh my only bummer was like YouTube trailers usually come out in four K. Why wasn't this trailer in four K? It was in ten eighty P like, but that's you know just a little nit nitpick, but whatever. Either way, I'm seeing that baby in IMAX 3D. I am I'll spend the twenty dollars a ticket, you know.
1: I uh and my thing my- is if you're gonna go see that, you have to see it that way.
0: Oh yeah absolutely like because
1: that's how it's like I, I meant don't know on my
0: 55 inch screen TV Are you kidding me no way is, I mean I
1: still event. I still argue I will still argue that that's how most people are comfortable watching movies now that people are okay seeing their action movies seeing a Marvel or DC or whatever other movie at home on their 70 inch TV because they have that like the home theater experience is affordable for like regular people now. So I just think that most people are okay with like, okay, I'll, I'll do this. I'll save myself the money. I'll just do this at home and and watch a movie there. Yeah. I don't think the average person cares about the cinema experience as much anymore. Yeah. I, I don't. <laughs> Mainly because I don't I used to love you the don't. theater but I don't care about I, it anymore
0: either I, I still love it mm. Laura will tell you if she's listening she, she'll tell you how excited I get when I walk into a movie theater I just kind of turn into a different person I just get so giddy and excited <laughs> and I just get my popcorn you know sit get my coke and sit down and just uh, you know I don't know there's just something about it you know it it feels like I'm just and I'm in a different place I can forget all my troubles in the world for an hour and a half two hours and you know just turn you know not i was gonna say turn my brain off not really turn my brain off but like just forget all my other troubles and just sit and relax free of distractions i usually in my my phone's obviously on silent so like yeah it's one of those few places where i feel like i can get away you know for like two hours there's not a whole lot of places yeah. i can do that so but yeah yeah well i gonna move on to the uh See our last one yeah. was about Jennifer Lawrence. This is one that mm-hmm. I picked out here. So it's this is from the playlist.net. Jennifer Lawrence says Adele warranted not to do the 2016 film Passengers. Now, have you have you seen
1: Passengers? No, I have not.
0: Yeah, see, I have only seen parts of it myself. This probably would have been more helpful if each of us had seen the movie. But uh, and, and anyway, uh, Adele, I know
1: the whole story, but.
0: Yeah, it yeah, stars Chris Pratt and Jennifer Lawrence. It's, it's a space a space action movie, um, a sci- sci-fi movie. And apparently Lawrence's good friend, senior Adele, warned her not to do that movie before she signed on. Uh, she, Lawrence states, Adele told me not to do it. She was like, I feel like space movies are the new vampire movies. I should have listened to her. And it goes on to say, critics despise passengers and many consider it a queer worst film for Lawrence. Uh and you know, Lawrence post Hunger Games. Uh, I think she had she was in American Hustle, but like she kind of mm-hmm. that was that was during the whole Hunger Games. But she kind of fell off the map uh, post Hunger Games. Uh, but uh, yeah, they think they say that this was a career worst for her. This was not a great movie. I think it has a what's the article say got thirty percent on Rotten Tomatoes and nice. a sixty three percent audience score. So some some fans liked it more than the critics, but overall, people say it was not not a great movie. But to Adele's comment, I thoroughly disagree. I can maybe see a small a smidgen of her point that some there are some bad there's def, definitely bad space movies out there, but you can say about literally any genre. There's always going to be movies that are bad in a certain genre. But to liken them to vampire movies, who which are by and large, I mean, we don't we don't have to go back and talk about Twilight, doing them, do we? don't get me started on that rant. I'll go, <laughs> I'll go off for an hour straight on that.
1: Well, no, I, back in 2016, I think is when that movie came out. Yes. I is that right? So. Um, yeah. I think, I think she was right. And here, here's why, because like movies go in in waves, you know, you'll get a whole bunch of, at least they used to now. It's a little like, even just a few years later, it's a, it's a little different, but, you had a whole bunch of vampire movies and then you had like a popular thing being superheroes for a while. Um, everyone was trying to get to the superhero franchise thing. Um, they even tried it with the mummy and the the monsters and stuff like that. You know, Tom Cruise, that stuff. Um, and then, yeah, right around 2016 ish area um, space movies had, gotten that popular again. Whereas like they were the trendy thing that everyone was trying to come up with a different space movie. You know, you had gravity, you had, um, interstellar. Interstellar. They came out back to back years. What else was that? There's another one that we saw Um, with uh, Matt Damon. uh, The Martian. uh, Yeah. The Martian. So it was a very popular thing for a couple of years there and passengers would fall right into that whole, yeah. Era where, and in, in these things last for only a couple of years. The burst of like, oh wow, this is the thing everyone wants to see a space movie, everyone wants to see this, you know. And I would say, yeah, that was pretty insightful of Adele I mean, to notice that it was a trend that was I mean, popular for just a hot second. Do you consider and Star seeing Wars? that
0: she? space movies do you consider star wars space movies or is that like a whole set star wars is
1: its own category? star wars is such a high level that it's like its own thing yeah okay like like okay. Uh, like maybe not high level i mean like high level popularity you know it's its yeah. own world unto itself you have people dressing up as these characters and going to conventions right. pretending to be them type yeah. thing More you know, of same thing with star trek yeah yeah same thing with star trek you know so those those movies are set in space but they're not really like what this was where yeah
0: these are more everyone's trying to
1: find their own niche yeah original like oh here's a different way of doing this you know yeah um yeah so um fantasy early 2000s that's what um harry potter and lord of the rings yeah yeah we got some great movies out of the fantasy push in the early 2000 era it was very nice to see but um but yeah so so i I would say i would agree with adele that it was um and the fact that it was a niche push of a new genre that was popular for a hot second that Uh space movies were that for a little bit but i wouldn't say that it was i wouldn't consider it as the uh, as bad as twilight we got interstellar <laughs> out of that we got gravity out of that we got martian. some really high quality good like martian was another Toss, good one yeah this one obviously fell by this wayside <laughs> was not yeah. as good yeah. by most accounts i haven't seen it myself i keep right. meaning to see it it's on this list of ever-growing never-ending yeah list of movies that i want to see
0: yeah, when it came out, I was passingly interested when I saw it come out in mm-hmm. theaters, so but I wasn't like, oh, I have to see this movie. So I just never, you know, if someone would have invited right. me to it and saw it, I would have probably seen it, but I wasn't going to go
1: out of my way, you know. Well, this is the type of movie I kind of like, but <coughs> excuse me again, um, because it, it was a limited cast. It was very mm-hmm. small. Right. You know what I mean? So you have just Chris Pratt, and jennifer lawrence and uh was it michael i forget the name there there was a guy who does like the bartender and he's been okay. in a lot of things but he's he was actually twilight too oh, <laughs> of course. Uh, yeah but uh but um but yeah so it was just a very limited cast and those are always interesting things you know um, tom hanks did it with castaway Mm-hmm. um so if you can keep someone entertained with such a small group of people hey i'm all for an attempt on that um yep. but it sounds like they didn't pull it off
0: yeah and that that happens sometimes yeah well all right so there are three that our hour. got an extra one in there oh. tonight bonus for you guys sure
1: oh yeah now. i'm liking it yep. actually our, our Podcasts are getting a little longer right now, but it's giving us a little bit more video content. Yeah. So, I'm enjoying both sides of it. Yeah. Um, moving on to the film.
0: There has been a murder well, in Savannah. Murder. <laughs> That's what I think every time I watch this movie. Yes. Because, you know, Daniel Craig's yes. southern
1: drawl. His, yes, uh, he's got that whole... Yes, a the whole Southern Very
0: but I love it. I can't get enough of, of his character. When
1: he started speaking, I was like, who is this guy? What is, oh my right. gosh, it's Daniel Craig.
0: This, that's well, Daniel the, Okay,
1: so he recently announced that they're coming out with a sequel to this movie.
0: Yes, Netflix bought the, the rights. Sequel, yeah.
1: When, when they announced the sequel, they were like, oh, Daniel Craig will be returning for the sequel. And I was like, wait, why is Daniel Craig returning for the sequel? <laughs> I Thought it was, I don't know anything about this film, but why would he be the only one returning? And yeah. now that I've actually seen the film because I, I hadn't understand. seen this until this week, I understand because yeah. I went into this not knowing what I was getting into, mm-hmm. only knowing that it was by Rain Johnson, who is, in my opinion, a <laughs> controversial. destroyer. Yeah, he's
0: a very controversial <laughs> director because he directed one. He directed, you know, if you take on a Star Wars movie, you better be ready for backlash if you don't do it the way, you know, way fans like it. And he, so he's, his at, career. at this point,
1: you better be ready for backlash, whether you gave them everything they wanted or not. Because yeah. I saw his Star Wars movie and I walked out so happy. Yeah. Like, I was so freaking happy with that movie. I called my brother yeah. right away and he and I were like loving this film and. And I called my cousin and she was like, it was terrible. I was like, what, what are you talking about? This movie gave me everything I wanted. So I, I, I personally did like the last Jedi, although he, he, he is, um, I don't know, but I I do think he did go against a lot of the, the stuff with the character. I I do think he has a terrible characterization of Luke Skywalker in that movie. Mm -hmm. Um, but, but still, I think, I enjoyed what I got out of it, but I think that's because I was more disappointed with the one before it, which was. Force, um, wait, no, not, not yeah. Before. Force Awakens. Was it? Okay. Yeah, it was Force Awakens. Was the I saw that movie. I thought that was terrible, and everyone else loved it, and mm-hmm. so I was crushed by that. So, go. I went into this movie into Last Jedi with less expectations. So mm-hmm. when he did what he did in there, I wasn't as like disappointed. With the bad choices, because I wasn't expecting anything, so I had right. no expectations, which allowed me to enjoy the movie more. It makes sense. But let's get back on topic yeah. like to *Knives Out*. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You want to introduce you. this movie for us? Yeah. Yeah.
0: This was released November 27, twenty nineteen. Written and directed by Ryan Johnson. Is it Ryan or Rian? I I've heard it said Ryan. So I'm going to go with Ryan. I think. Uh, Ryan Johnson. Uh, nominated for one Oscar best original screenplay. Uh, Parasite ended up winning that year, but it was nominated and it grossed three hundred eleven point six million on a forty million dollar budget. So not a high budget that's movie. Good. And it did it did very well. Uh,
1: this especially for the cast. That is a right. very low budget for I, this I, cast. That's what I
0: thought. This is it was one of the best casts I have seen in a very long time in a movie. You've got you've got Christopher Plummer, you got Jimmy Lee Curtis, you've got Michael Shannon. You've got, uh, oh, I had them all written down here. Uh, Daniel, obviously Daniel Craig, which we talked about. Tony Collette, uh, Chris Evans, Jamie Lee Curtis. I mean, the list goes on and on. You got I mean, like to Keith the
1: multi. Stanfield was amazing in um, what was it that uh, he did? He was in, I think he played Stoop Dogg in okay. the one, um, the one uh, uh, Welcome to Compton or something like that, or Straight Out of Compton. Gotcha. And uh, he was good in that. He's been in a lot of. Let me click on his profile. I liked him in pretty much everything I've seen him in. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it has an all all star cast, in my opinion. Really, Anna Anna Diarmas, who is the star yeah. of this movie, essentially right. she, she was, was a nobody pretty much hmm. at this film at Be- this point. Correct.
0: Before this, the only thing I saw, she was in Blade Runner 2049 as the AI, uh, oh, I forget her character name. Um, but she was, she was in Blade Runner 2049, but beyond that, okay. that was a box office flop. So not many people saw that movie, but beyond, beyond that. Uh, yeah. She was a pretty much a nobody and this put her on the map and she's, she's just becoming more and more of the, one of the young rising stars right now in Hollywood like she's, she just now played the controversial role of uh, Marilyn Monroe in blonde. And she's been in some other movies as well. She's just, she's tremendous in this movie. Uh, She has this, just, this, this innocence about her and she's, you know, she's set against these, these very, you know, this cast we were talking about, these, these rich privileged white folks uh, that, you know, uh, that that's, that's that's what they are. This movie has a lot of social and political political commentary, but it does it in a very a very a very good and well written way. It's a very witty movie in a lot of, in a lot of ways. Just from a just from both just a uh, how the narrative flows, but also just how you know how it talks about society right now and the world we're living in and the political ties and. All, all of that. It just interweaves it very, very well all inside a Who Done It Mystery. And it's just so yeah. it's from start to finish, you're you're just you're latched on to these characters. Uh, partly because of this tremendous cast, but also just the great writing here.
1: Yeah, because I mean I really went into this not knowing what to expect at all. I actually thought it was gonna be more of a like Oh, what was that movie come a bunch of years ago but like a bunch of, assass- of assassins fighting each other like yeah. the just the name Knives Out I didn't realize I didn't know anything about it I didn't know what it meant and I just thought it was basically going to be a bunch of different people trying to kill each other and that's not what it was at all no, it was a whodunit mystery uh, it was so bright and colorful right? and yeah like you said it was witty it was literally I got done with this movie and I was like wow, this is something my wife might actually enjoy. I need to get her to see this. Yeah. Um, so I might end up having to buy it cause she wasn't able to yeah. see it in the time that I had it rented, but yes. it was, it's worth it in my opinion. Yeah. Um, yes. sorry, go ahead. Go ahead.
0: That was interesting. Cause I was looking. when I was one-on-one to watch this, I have it on digital, but I wanted to watch it on my Blu-ray and I couldn't find Blu-ray and I was looking everywhere for it. Uh, accused Laura of Laura loaning it out to somebody, uh, which she didn't. Sorry about that, Laura. And, uh, it was not on my movie shelf, and I'm like, where is this? And then she found it. I forgot I put it on my most – My I have a little movie shelf in my living room. It's called the Essentials Movie List, and I put oh, okay. it there. I have it there on my Essentials, You know, as far as movies I really, really love, think you should watch, and it was on there. And I'm just like, oh, that's where it is. So I still – I have it. I bought it when it came out. I was like, this is a great movie. I'm glad I still have it. <laughs> but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I mean, even just like the –
1: sorry, go ahead. No, they they, – one of the things I loved is it kept you guessing, too. Mm -hmm. Because they kind of show their hand halfway through the movie where it just tells you – it tells you exactly what happened. And you're like, why did they just ruin this story here? They just ruined it. What is going on? But then it was kind of funny watching them like the person who – did it kind of like stumbling around trying to cover up the fact that they committed Mm -hmm. the murder and then where the story goes from there finding out that wait maybe more than one person killed the guy Mm -hmm. (laughs) at the same time like wait it it, it just the path it takes was so good it was just it kept you guessing right up until the end and i i yeah i really enjoyed this because i don't like we've talked about this before. I don't get surprised by movies often and like yeah. the movies we've been watching lately. I have been getting surprised by, I've been enjoying our list this year. It's been yeah. really good.
0: That was my, that was my, my curiosity. I was like, did you do did you end, did you end up guessing who, who it was? I was curious. And so you, so you didn't, who did you think well, it was?
1: Well, it's hard because it kept changing. So you're like, Oh yeah. Right. Okay. So yeah. I guess it was because I did kind of like, okay she's probably the one who did it and then it's like yes but no i mean cuz it kind of like i don't want to give it away really i don't i mean as much as we do spoiler zones here this is yeah, a you're, more you're right. a newer movie mm-hmm. so i don't know if i really want to make it a spoiler zone this time okay but they um but yeah so they twist and turn so much that you can't actually be sure if the person who did it is the one who actually did it. Yeah, and I did like that. So, um, and the fact that they did reveal it early on, then we go, okay, wait, something's up here. Mm-hmm. They maybe, maybe not. Yeah, and, and it's one, it's yeah. also just
0: one of those movies that you can once you've finished watching it, you can watch it again and pick up things that you missed the first time. Be like, oh, okay, there's yeah. a hint. There's a hint, and it's just I, mean, I love those types of movies. <laughs>
1: I really wish I would have gotten the chance to go back and watch it again. Hmm. But I, I did not have that yeah. time with the kids and everything being That's up. That's
0: understandable.
1: Yeah. Uh, but it was just, uh, yeah, it was, it was good. But yeah.
0: I just, yeah. And like I said, like, I just love the characterization, especially of, of Marta uh, and the Armas's character, you know, mm-hmm. just it, the fact that they, they, they in little, uh Ryan Johnson just he weaves in little details like the fact that they can't remember mm-hmm. that they, they they claim to adore her and they love her. She's one of us, she's one part of the family, and they can't they don't even know what country she's from. One person says she's no. from Paraguay. Uh,
1: yes, exactly. Every single person says a different yeah. country.
0: <laughs> right. So like they clearly don't actually care about her. They, they don't think she's one of them.
1: And they all and say she, they were outvoted. Every single one of them is like, I wanted you there, but I right. was outvoted.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Th- they're all just, yeah it's just it's just it's just great it's just a great way to just do characterization to just reveal it through just through dialogue like that you
1: know even the fact that they held a vote (laughs) about who's allowed to this man's funeral like really yeah like okay i can see if maybe if she was like accused of being like if there was even a suspicion of it being foul play yeah because you know, it starts off as a suicide like that's how the right. whole thing everyone believes it's a suicide for right up until about a third of the way into the movie yeah. so it's like now wait a minute so they didn't even think anybody was a murderer if they had thought she was a murderer and said hey no you can't come because they thought she was a murderer then fine you know mm-hmm. but yeah. give me a break Like you voted on whether or not someone can come, yeah. It literally shows like just how insane these people all Mm -hmm. were, and they were all of them, all of them. Yeah. I mean, I love the fact that they were all getting cut off. Yeah. Like they, like they all, they all had a motive to kill him. Mm -hmm. You know, like an actual motive, right? And it was, it was just, it was interesting.
0: I even loved like. The beginning the opening scene but like this is that has this crazy like suspenseful music and you have a death obviously starting like that's a great way to start the movie you have a death right 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 at the very beginning the opening scene it's a great mm-hmm. setup and then like whenever whenever blanc is interviewing the people i love how or interviewing the family i love how it cuts back and forth between one person is you know blanc is answering or asking a question and then he's talking mm-hmm. to someone else it cuts back and forth between different family members It just it's just really sleek editing. And, you know, and this is all exposition, you know, every movie has to have this, you know, the dreaded Mm -hmm. exposition, every movie has to have it. But in this, when it's done like this, it doesn't feel like exposition. It doesn't feel like, oh, we're getting all the background. Well, yeah, because there's
1: also their point of views too. So like you're cutting, he's cutting it between their point of view. So they'll show you the same scene. Mm-hmm. multiple times, but from right. different points of views, and the characters act different based on how those characters perceive the other characters in the scene. So if yeah. they think, like, oh, this person is this terrible person, they always act like this, then that person's acting like that in their memory, but that's not how the character actually acts. It was, it was really good, yeah, like you said, with the editing and the way they cut it between those scenes, it was so so... um Creative, just original. Yeah. I, th- I think. Yeah.
0: I was. I mean, I always like to have you know pros and cons. I was trying to think of cons to this movie, and I really, I'm having a hard time picking out any things I really did not like about this movie. I
1: yeah, I would probably have to watch it another time or two to say yeah. if there was anything that I felt that was bad about it. I mean, yeah. it's got a high score here. It really does. I yeah. mean, for I mean, it was, it's seven point nine on IMDb's rating. So. Yeah.
0: It was it was one of the best movies of 2019. I remember that it would capped off the year. It was just I think I saw it. I see it. I think I saw it two or three times in theaters. I just oh really, to, I did. Oh yeah, yeah. Even even this even though this isn't a you know a high budget or sorry a uh, special effects laden movie, I still I still saw it. It, it may have been <coughs> twice. I I, I just, I loved this movie and obviously I bought it and I'm looking forward to the sequel. My only negative thing about the sequel is like, you know, I love this cast so much. And the fact that they're not in the sequel bums me out. However, and the fact that Netflix bought the rights to it. I I just don't like Netflix, but there's that. Um, I don't trust them with movies, but um, Ryan Johnson's still returning to write and direct it. And second one, it's called Glass Onion. A knives out mystery, and it's coming out December 23 this year. So it's coming up, and it has oh, wow. currently, yeah, it's currently has a 91% Rotten Tomatoes out of 78 reviews. So it's getting, once again, great reviews. And wow, so, this is a
1: 97 by the tomato meter and audience score of 92. Wow. Rotten i not much better which, than that. No, it doesn't. I mean, it does, but it doesn't. Yeah.
0: So I mean, yeah, this just really showed off Ryan Johnson's his writing chops and his directing ability. Like, yes, the whole Star Wars thing, but he's had, he's made some really solid movies. Uh, even like Looper back in what twenty fourteen was. I liked, liked that one. He's he's a solid. Uh, I would even say underrated director. I uh, I really like this movie. This is a very creative, original. It's got the social commentary to it. It's not just a oh, okay, just a story, that's it. It has actual, you know, depth to it, great cast, like we mentioned, uh, witty dialogue throughout the whole thing, really. And one that keeps, you know, not, there's nothing worse about a mystery if it doesn't, you know, if it doesn't keep you guessing. This one very much, you know, you just you just don't know, I mean.
1: Wow, he did episodes of The Breaking Bad? Did he? he? he yeah, he directed three episodes. He did, directed one of the considered worst episodes fly huh. which is the one where they it which is actually a pretty good episode no
0: I thought that's regarded as one of the best episodes Julie if Julie's listening um whenever I got to that episode she was kind of uh, guiding me through that the series she's like "The fly you did you get to the fly episode it's one of the best episodes in the entire series so that's that's interesting people I thought people loved that episode
1: okay I thought people thought it was I, I could be wrong I, I, um it's a great it is a great episode because it shows you like the relationship between jesse and um walt in like yeah. great detail um but it is yeah. one of the lowest rated episodes of breaking bad okay at least by by fans yeah it is because it is,
0: be, because it
1: is kind of yeah it's kind of slow and it doesn't really um it seems like a filler episode yeah, it's it the first the episode of them. yeah it doesn't progress the story so it's the first episode at that point that feels like a filler episode hmm. where which you haven't had in Breaking Bad like yeah. everything has just been like pushing the story forward but yeah and he also did 51 and Mandis. so it's Walt's 51st birthday and he returns yeah so it's like the last season's the okay. last season he did two episodes. Yeah, okay. so like the second to last episode was Mendes, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Or third to last. It's the one where he tells Walt Junior the truth, I think, and um Yeah. It's technically the second to last because this the finale is like two episodes really. Well, maybe not. Anyways. Um But yeah, one of it's thing we, the episode right before he runs away, basically.
0: Okay. But yeah, one other thing about one other thing about knives out, I don't think we even mentioned it's also just a it's funny in a lot of parts. Like it's, yeah, and dealing it's with like a murder. Like it's got some especially from even from Chris Evans' character, some of the lines he delivers. You know the mm-hmm. the whole when their whole arguing. He says eat. You know I'm not gonna say it, but eat eat mm-hmm. definitely. You know it's just like ah, uh, it's got some just some great great moments comedic moments in it too. Uh, the old Nana, they don't know how old she is. Oh my gosh, how old she
1: is? Yes, you know, I didn't. Yeah, well, he's didn't, 85. Think about this. He's, <laughs> he's 85. The she has guy, to be. She has, has to, be, like to 100, be 100,
0: at least. You know, at least. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's just that's great yeah there's a lot a lot yeah. of great moments in it just
1: mm. I love the I love the arguing between the um, <laughs> where they got the political topic oh yes there's this one scene where they get like political and you can just see which sides everyone's on and mm-hmm. it just is because we all know we've had these moments oh yes where we're with our family and like people decide to get political and argue and it's like dude why 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 at this moment are you doing that
0: i mean yeah that that scene and they talk about uh i forget his character name he's uh he is oh he's uh christopher Plummer's. he's harlan's son-in-law and he's like
1: there's oh uh, uh, drysdale richard
0: you want to come into the u.s there's a right way to do it you know and it's just
1: yeah yeah it's and he's talking to her and her mother's an illegal immigrant right. at this point so yeah. it's just like this whole oh my gosh and, and, yeah, and the fact that
0: he says you come in you work hard you earn your way and you're rewarded and it's funny because one of the things i had in here you know this whole family they all say oh we've earned our share you know they haven't they've, they've been sucking off the uh you know, they they've been leeching off of the profits of of their of uh, Harlan their dad probably yeah. yes they've been leeching off him their entire lives they've they none of them have earned actually anything from this that and they say, they say they do but they really haven't so that's but that's just another thing that
1: I think Linda Jamie Lee Curtis's character Linda has okay she has her own thing she, set up does she Okay. Um, I forget what what hers was yeah because she's not even like. Bribed, or she's not really cut off because she doesn't need to be cut off. Uh She, you know, um, Don Johnson, Richard, her husband, he's being accused. He's, um, he's been having an affair. Right. So that's his thing. Couple, couple of things, and then Walt, which is by Michael Shannon, he's Uh been working at the father's shop, um, publishing Justice Father's books. You know, so he's been doing nothing. Really, yeah. and then Joni, who is the daughter-in-law, who used to be married to the other son, who's dead, like so she's she's been double dipping, right? Like he's yeah, been sending stealing. them. He's been yeah. He's been sending you know, them money for tuition. her daughter' college tuition, yeah. but he's been sending it to two places, mm-hmm. you know, so directly to the college and to her, yeah. so she could pay the college, and she's kept both money. But all right. the money, so she's kept. She, I think they said something like four hundred thousand dollars or something like that that he's stolen from her.
0: Uh, you know, I think which, it was four, yeah, forty thousand. I think,
1: or was it a hundred uh, thousand dollars? It may have been a dollars. I forget. I, I knew there was some an amount, but it was like some crazy amount of <laughs> money that she's been stealing for over four years now. Yeah. Yeah. So I just, yeah, this whole family, not yeah, none of them have earned anything. None of them oh. have really started their own thing. Um, except for the one daughter and she, yeah, I I just, um, even ransom, you can see, um, this is one of the details that I remember someone mentioned to me and I noticed it while I was watching it was the fact that you can see the type of person he is, that he's a rich guy but he doesn't take care of anything. So he's someone who, so right. he has nice clothes on. He right. has a nice car, but you'll yes. notice that they're kind of torn up. They're kind of not taken care of very well because mm-hmm. he doesn't appreciate what he has. He just, You know, yeah. like his car is dinged up and kind of a beater, even though it's supposed to be a Beamer, you know, it's supposed to be this nice car, mm-hmm. but it's kind of got n- not been taken care of because He's rich he's been given everything and he doesn't appreciate it
0: yeah he's never had to so, really work for it that that's a good
1: detail yeah like you can see it in his um sweater you can really see it in his sweater and when they're sitting at the restaurant like you'll notice know, like the collar is kind of like torn up in certain parts so it's like so wow. he's got this nice cashmere like really high quality sweater on but it's like all beaten up because mm-hmm. he doesn't take care of his stuff. Yeah and yeah like and you you pointed out because you you sent me a picture yes to reference about like the details in this movie yes hmm and yeah. and um they're, they're everywhere they are they they they're not really hiding anything I um. Yeah, I don't know. We could go on forever. I think. Yeah, about yeah that's this movie. that's
0: that's Knives Out. Definitely check it out if you love mystery movies. I'm, it's got to be. I'm going to spare
1: list. you this week, and I'll give it the must see sticker.
0: Okay, there you go. <laughs> must so, must yeah. see. There we go. We got marks first. That's your first one, I think. Your first that's my first
1: see. one. Yes, nice. I want to save it for something that, and this this I think is a uh, one of the, the those few movies where it's it's uh it's just so enjoyable of a movie because you don't get that a lot of times in an original film these days, you know, where it's literally like, it's just kind of, it's not mindless. Right. It's mindful, but also very enjoyable.
0: Yeah. Hugely entertaining, while also smart. <laughs> and it's, yeah, you don't, all, you don't get that combination though, no, you know, very often. Yeah. Uh, no. So it's, it's really it's really uh, refreshing when, when you do. Yeah, I, I gave it a straight up A. I give like a ninety five percent, very highly rewatchable. You know, you can sit down, yep. watch it many times, and
1: yeah, I so agree yeah. on all those numbers and everything. Nice. So yeah, all right. That is Knives Out. Check it out if you haven't already, and let us know your thoughts in the comments below.
0: Unfortunately, it's not on one of the seventeen streaming services. So you either have it's to rent not, it. It's not. Like Mark or go out and buy it.
1: I say it's worth buying it. I'm probably going to buy it on Voodoo in a couple weeks here. Or this is, and this is something I noticed tonight when I was at the store is like there's DVDs for everything and they're really Mm -hmm. cheap right now. Mm -hmm. And they're going to be that way for Christmas um, for black Friday, Mm -hmm. but almost all of them come with the digital copy now too. Hmm. almost everything like all the christmas yeah. specials that they have the new packaging they all come with a digital copy every single movie i was looking at today came with a digital copy even like the cheap five dollar ones so i'm wow. like yeah i'm looking at it being like i might wait to find this hopefully for a cheap black friday sale and and get myself a copy of it so that i can get that um digital copy as well but also have a physical yeah. blu-ray because i just I'm, i still like owning movies
0: i do too i still love my physical collection and you said it was five bucks to rent on i on rent i remember back
1: i think it was 3.99 $3? so it came up okay. like 4.24 That's after that. tax or something like that
0: i remember back in the day it was 99 cents to 99 cents to rent a remote, rent a movie oh those are the days
1: you know what i remember that but that was redbox days and then I remember Blockbuster beforehand, which was like ungodly expensive for VHS rentals. Okay,
0: see, I never, I I was kind of, you know, I was like 15 in 2008. So, like, I I was kind of coming to age whenever Blockbuster was starting to go bankrupt. So, okay. I remember going there a little bit as a kid. I remember renting The Lost World, Jurassic Park, the second, the second Jurassic Park movie. I remember renting The Prestige, but... I was probably only a blockbuster three or four times in my entire life, and my you know my my dad paid for it because I was so young. My dad paid for for this stuff, so I didn't really look what how expensive things actually were. If
1: it was like if it was like a new movie that had just come out, you'd be paying like seven eight bucks oh, wow. to rent it, and and the new movies were your shortest rental period. You only huh. got them for like I think two days, gotcha. is what it was. You had to return it, but. It was two days in like a stupid way. You had to return it by noon on um, the second day, you know? Okay. So if you had gotten at the wrong time, you only really got it for like a day. Um, huh. And then there was um, like older movies, you know, stuff that came out like 10 years ago or whatever. You, yeah. I think you usually got like five or seven day rentals on those, but they were still going to cost you like four, four or five bucks. Right. To rent those. Yeah. And, and they eventually ended up going down and getting cheaper towards the end there because of the fact that they were trying to compete with these other services that had come out between Netflix and Redbox and things like that. Yeah. So, yeah, I remember when Redbox came out and I was all about Redbox mm-hmm. and still I remember exist, a lot of people thinking they? it was weird. They do still exist. They've gotten a little bit more expensive now. Okay. Yeah. Um. And they they have a streaming service that's oh. connected with them them now as well. So like, um, yeah. But I haven't used them in years because I haven't needed to. Yeah. You know, like the the price difference is no longer like worth it, uh-huh. and that was I the know, key thing for them is the fact that you could go there and get a movie for a buck. Right. A day.
0: Blu-rays Blu- Blu- I think two dollars a day, but.
1: Yeah. And now oh, yeah. it's a little a little more expensive, expensive than that and that it's not worth it to run out in the cold or whatever weather or random time right. at night to, or or even looking out to see if they have it. Uh-huh. You know, oh, are they gonna have the movie I'm looking for when I could just be like, Oh, voodoo, click rent, uh-huh. you know, and or prime video if voodoo doesn't have it. You know, there's so many other places where you can just rent things now. Yeah. It doesn't make sense to me to Yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they went Completely away within the next five years. Hmm. But yeah. yeah. So that's Knives Out. That's Knives Out. Next up. Moving what on to it? our TV show, which we, we didn't do a Halloween episode this year, oh, but damn. Fringe kind of covers that.
0: Yeah. Right? Yeah. I, was I watched was these first the two
1: episodes, man.
0: Do you know what and you're in? I'm for? sitting
1: here being like, what? what am I watching here? Holy crap. It's dark. I'm by myself. I have a kid right here who hopefully doesn't see what I have on my phone here. Cause, yeah. cause that's how I was watching it. Okay. Um, and it's, it's, um, yeah, it was like this weird body horror stuff that they did in the first two episodes. I don't know if it continues yes. like that oh, for the it whole continues, season.
0: It continues for a while. First couple seasons, pretty much every intro has one of these, has one of these things. Oh, they refer, they refer to it as the pattern, one of these things that goes terribly wrong, a biological thing that goes wrong, and you have some gruesome death. Yeah, my, my former coworker, Kara Hartman, uh, Julie Palmer knows her. She went. She worked at Sight and Sound with me. Okay. Uh, she recommended the show to me like a year or so ago. And the one disclaimer she told me, she's like, do not watch this show while eating something, okay? At least not in the very beginning. Wait till at least halfway through the episode before trying to eat something. And I was like, that that was pretty sound advice looking back. Yeah, uh,
1: sound advice that you didn't pass on.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I probably should have dropped the ball on that one, didn't I? Yeah, I probably should have should have warned a little bit about that. Because
1: okay, I can mean, because my brother and dad told me about the show years ago when it was first airing. It, it was kind of one of those things where it ended up being their show because okay. um, I was older and and like you know like my brother was still home regularly, so he was able to watch it when it was coming out. But I think I'd moved out on my own what year is this show again
0: 2008 i think 2012 or
1: 13
0: but it started yeah okay
1: so me. i had i had oh wow okay so no my brother had moved down here with me at that point jeez i thought it was older than that um but they both got really into it and kept talking about it and i was just busy with i was in Um, I was working a job where I traveled all the time and if I wasn't traveling, then I had moved on to my first, um, school experience, which was a ministry school. You know, um, I went there for two years. Um, and that was before I went to Messiah. So, um, it was, I was busy with school (laughs) and other stuff. So yeah, I didn't really ever get into this show back then, but they were always recommending it to me and telling me to watch it. And I just never had time. Um, and it was more difficult back then because you didn't have streaming and things like that, you know? Um, but yeah, so, um, they told me it was more of a sci-fi show, Mm -hmm. but I never had time for that.
0: Yeah. It's JJ Abrams. So if you know anything about his work, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, he produced Lost and, you know, he used to work on Star Trek. So it's, it's JJ Abrams. and it's yeah. Very
1: yeah. The guy who, the three guys who are the creators are JJ Abrams, Alex Kurtzman, and um, Robert Orsi. And Robert Orsi is responsible for the three Star Trek movies that um, came out on the big screen mm-hmm. recently. And Alex Kurtzman is currently running like the TV end of Star Trek. Okay. So and JJ Abrams directed the Star Trek movies that came yes. out um Intro Dark and Into so, Darkness. So for me it's about a lot of Star Trek connections there. So mm-hmm. it's yeah, so I was looking forward to watching this show, especially yeah. with Joshua Jackson from Mighty Ducks mm. being in this movie, um or show.
0: Show, yeah. So yeah, un- unfortunately, the uh, gruesome openings do not, uh, they do not get better. In fact, they get they get worse. And uh, they don't really stop until like season three. Season three, they, they pretty much stop. But uh, yeah, it's that's just the nature of the show in the beginning. The intro And is
1: that easy. makes sense from what I understand how the show <laughs> progresses. So, because yeah. oh, okay, I know a little bit about the show. Okay. From what I understand, we're going to be dealing with, I don't, uh, I mean... We are a spoiler zone here. Spoiler
0: zone. Yeah, we'll do a spoiler for this one.
1: From what I understand, we are going to be dealing with some type of parallel universe thing or something like that at some point. So um, it seems to me like that's the part where my brother and dad were really pushing it, being like, no, it's really good. You got to watch this. Mm -hmm. And I just never had the time. Never made the time. And now I'm making the time. So, hey, if you guys want to watch it again, (laughs) you can leech off my... (laughs) <laughs> HBO Max, because yeah. they do, and yeah. um, watch uh, it with me.
0: <laughs> yeah. But, uh, what was I going to say? Yeah, it's And it's TV 14, but it definitely pushes the boundaries of that a lo- many times.
1: Definitely pushes that boundary, because I'm generally okay with mo- my, like, I, I don't want my kids to see the show. So yep. I'm going to be more careful watching the episodes from now on, because I don't want them to see anything that I'm like some of the scary elements, at least at the beginning of the show. Yes. Um,
0: Yeah. The first five, five, 10 minutes are definitely always the worst of the, of the episode. After that, it's not, not too bad, but.
1: Yeah. So I'm going to have to be a little more careful, a little more like, okay, make sure I do this at night. And with being two episodes, it's like, okay, when do I do this? You know, like, Mm -hmm. but yeah, I'll I'll make sure I make the time and stay caught up on it. But it's,
0: but yeah, other than that, what did you th- what do you think of the episodes? There was the pilot opposite then opposite, the second one's called the same old story.
1: Um it's nice because they're they're clearly at that time this is 2008. Right. So it's like they they're, they're st- one of the first shows probably that starts building more of a serial story rather than episodic. You know, so each, so they're, they've got a whole bunch of stuff in the pilot that like you're sitting there being like, this is so much information. I don't even know yeah. what to do with it all. So I'm going to have to dissect it. And parts of it are clearly going into the next, the next episode. And like, I think at the beginning of that first, the second episode, I was sitting here being like, wait, okay. So this person's connected to that person and they're on like a secret society thing where they're calling in these people but they all work together but yeah so it was a little it's a little confusing to see what's connected to what but it's also very exciting to see like yeah how it's going to
0: and it does definitely connect together bit bit by bit they they start interweaving storylines and things start making more sense and this the series also just has a lot of great world world building uh, and it's just, yeah, it's really fascinating to see it come together. And that's something that when I was watching it, Cara, you know, told me, she's like, you'll just, just wait and you'll see how it all bit by bit. It comes comes together. And, um, yeah. And John Noble's character, uh, who plays, you know, Walt Bishop seeing him like yeah. before this, you know, the only thing I had seen him in was Lord of the Rings as Denethor. So I yeah. just saw, I always saw him as Denethor, but now watching this series and, you know, I'm still in season. I'm towards the end of season three, but now I I see him as Walt. He's he's Walt now. Like his, his transformation, yeah. and you know you'll see it. But uh, yeah, it's just he is a fantastic, fantastic actor.
1: Yeah, it's it's, it's got um, it has a strong cast. I I'm, I've seen a lot of these people in other things. Mm-hmm. Um, Lance Reddick, I think he was in. I'm watching him right now. Um, oh, that's what he's. He's in John Wick. Okay, I
0: I think I honestly forgot that.
1: But um, I think he was in The Wire as well, yeah. or oh maybe maybe I'm thinking of Bosch. I'm trying to think. I'm looking back on his list of stuff. Oh my gosh, he's been in so many things. So he's one of these guys who's just um, he's the thin black guy who is um the girl's like boss. So he's, um, but he's just been so many things. Yeah. So was he in that? Oh, he was in lost as well. Jeez. Huh? So I'm probably just mixing up where I actually saw him. Nope. He is in the wire. I was right. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. He was the lieutenant in the wire. Um, Yeah, playing a similar kind of role there. So yeah, he's he's a he's a good act he's a good actor too. I like him. Um he plays the, the concierge kind of person at the hotel in John Wick, if you're familiar okay. with those movies. Okay.
0: Yes. It's been a little bit since I've seen them. I mean I like them, but
1: yeah. Yeah. So um but yeah, this show is Besides the body horror elements, you know, it's got right. this whole mystery thing going on and um, I don't know. I'm interested to see where it's going. I feel like I've been tricked into seeing a horror movie um, and no, I'm not no. a horror fan at all. But uh,
0: yeah, like I said, it starts out that way. It's, yeah, it is a little difficult to get past past that initially, but
1: it's literally the sure. exact type of horror that I don't like to see, though. That's the thing. It's like, it's this body like mutilation yeah. stuff that they're doing. And I don't know. I just don't like it. Yeah. Yeah. But, but yeah, it's, it's uh, it'll be good to see what they do. Um, I, I'm interested to know like what all these experiments from the seventies were that mm, what was yeah. working on. You know what I mean? Like what the oh, heck yeah. was he doing back then that, he he seems to be self-committed in the in the insane asylum. It's not like they put him there. He went there because of on his own accord. And mm-hmm. so I'm just wondering there's also the whole estrangement thing between him and his son that has right. I'm curious yeah. to see what that goes, especially there was something that was said, I can't remember what it was, because in the second episode the the guy the, there's a person who's a murderer, but they seem to have to like murder five people every so often. So, uh-huh. um, and his father was a colleague of Waltz. and they say this line that makes you wonder about, you know, because this guy, this his son was just an experiment. Hmm. Um, he wasn't actually like his son's son. But it makes you wonder, um, they, they made a line about um, Peter Bishop uh, th- th- that made you wonder, wait, is he an experiment as well? Is he actually his son? Or it, it was just like, I can't remember the exact line, but they that, that doctor said something that goes, wait. So I'm wondering to see what develops here. Yeah. With Peter as a character. Gets it gets very interesting. And you've seen the first two three seasons. I've
0: I've seen the first two full seasons, and then I'm like I said, I don't think I'm three or four episodes away from season four. So,
1: and there's Did five. You, five so, are you slowing down on watching it now that we're doing this together, or what are you doing? Did you yeah, rewatch watch the first? What two? I'm,
0: what I'm trying to do trying to do is watch watch two episodes myself of me going forward, and then. An, like reading recaps slash watching just trailer recaps of the episodes that we're actually. Doing. Okay. So, cause I do want to, cause I, you know, like I started this series like last year and I just, I've been slow because of, you know, playing, you know, getting married, planning stuff, switching jobs yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. So I, and, I've been kind of slow, very slowly going through it, but I do want to.
1: Uh, I remember I gave you a little time. bit of a hard time because you said something about you've been borrowing these DVDs from your coworker for yes, over a was, year, I and I was era. like, "DVDs? This is on yes, this is I on know. HBO Max. Why are you borrowing DVDs?" I honestly, yes,
0: did not even know it was on HBO until Laura literally told me to like two weeks ago. She's like, "You know this is on HBO." I'm like, "Oh, yeah." I've been putting in DVDs for every single every single episode, every single season. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, I don't need to do that anymore. So I can probably give those back now. But that was my incentive (laughs) to, you know, keep moving through the series. Because these aren't my, you know, my DVDs. These are my, these were Karas. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, but I mean, you were borrowing for over a year. So it wasn't really working.
0: (laughs) I don't like, right. I don't, that's why I don't like doing that. I like to, you know, get things, you know, back to people as soon as possible. So that's why I'm like, okay, I got to move through this. But yeah. So yeah, that is fringe. If you're yeah into a sci-fi, if you've seen you know uh, shows like uh, Lost or you know you're into that kind of that kind of uh, type of show, you'll you'll probably enjoy this. Like I said, there is no body yeah. horror though, so be on alert for that. But.
1: yeah, but other than that, it's it's pretty good. So yeah, I guess. That's our show for the week. Yeah. We want to encourage you to remember to like, share, and subscribe our show. And uh, tell us what you think. We would love hearing from you guys. Comments or um, critiques. Or, hey, you're just completely wrong about this, Mark. No. We, we love to hear those interactions. Um, mm-hmm. What was it? I know my hot take on, um, what's it called? Not on Scorsese, but on uh, Avatar. Oh, yeah, got us got us a video with uh, only a third. We got two dislikes and one like, so <laughs> our ratio on that is is bad. No, not not great. Um, not great, but of course, it's only three people who've interacted with the video. Right, but yeah, So, still, we got a couple comments
0: on it too. So I mean, yeah, we did. We're talking about it.
1: So yeah, so uh, yeah. Make sure you keep up with us and uh, let us know. What do you think we can do different? Oh, we are we're talking about doing a live show. But when are you going down? Would you even be available for that live show? What do you mean going going down? You're going oh, down for to your families. It's the yes. week of Thanksgiving. Yes. Um, we were talking about doing the, will, fir- uh, the 21st, I think it was.
0: Yeah, I will have to get back to you on that. We'll be leaving, I believe it's Monday. Let's see here. I think it's monday the 14th i'm leaving oh wow
1: okay uh
0: oh wait sorry uh, what what oh sorry the 19th saturday 19th i'm leaving then i'll be back i believe uh december december two or three december three basically uh november 19 december three so about two weeks i'll be gone okay um so, yeah, so, I'll get back to
1: Would it like even that. be possible to do a live broadcast for our 75th? We'll have to see. Yeah, yeah. Um, and actually, I don't think that's our 75th anymore. I think it, our 75th has been bumped down to the 28th okay. because okay. of mm-hmm. our, um, well, let's see, 71, 72, 73, 74. Actually, more like the 5th of December now.
0: Okay. So, then it should actually be good then.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay. It'll work out. We'll get it all done. Um, What am I thinking? But yeah, okay. So the idea was that for the live show, we wanted you guys to send us article ideas or questions or anything like that. So we're giving you about a month advance notice at this point for the live show. We're probably going to do around December 5th-ish. We'll have to see because that is Christmas time and Yeah. Christmas is always bizarre and weird. Um, but, uh, yeah, we'll have to see what we can do with a live show. I really do want to do it for the 75th episode. Um, and we want to hear from you. We want to, uh, talk about the topics you want to talk about, and we're probably just going to get on and just go for as long as we can go talking about these different topics. Maybe not even covering a specific movie or TV show or anything. Just talk about, film and what's going on in that area so yeah let us know your thoughts and thank you for listening to this episode remember to like share and subscribe and as always stay cool stay cool